From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests from Nairobi, Kenya, and now living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Andara. And from Nashville, Tennessee, Gary Nicholson. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please help me welcome our host, Nick Forster. Thanks, Ellen. Welcome, everybody, to E-Town Hall, our solar-powered musical community center. We are making new shows with no live audience, uh, and that's kind of a new thing for us after almost 30 years, but there are some real benefits to this model, too. The most obvious one is access. We can find people and connect with them online, choosing a good combination of artists from right where they live, and that's what we've done this week. We have two songwriters who've written songs about America, through the lens of their own experience and backgrounds. They're both looking honestly at our country the way it is. And um, what's so cool about this is that one of our songwriters this week, Andara, he grew up in Nairobi in Kenya. And the other, Gary Nicholson, grew up in Texas. Andara emigrated to the U.S. when he was 20, and he's now a 28-year-old resident of Minneapolis. Gary moved from Texas to L.A. and then more than 40 years ago to Nashville. Uh, He's 70 Andara wrote and recorded a record at his home in Minneapolis during COVID. And the songs are kind of about the isolation and challenges of living during a pandemic. Gary recorded his record also at his home, but his is focused more on the divisions in our country going on right now. Andara, by the way, put out his first record a couple of years ago. It was nominated for Grammy. He had been opening for people like Neil Young and the Milk Carton Kids, and most recently had been touring with the Lumineers for their entire tour. And that's what he was doing when the shutdown happened. And essentially, what that means is, like so many millions of people, he lost his gig. He was taken out of the marketplace. And so we're going to start with a song from his most recent record. The record is called Folk and Roll Volume 1. And the song is Pulled Out of the Market. Here's Andara. I've been pulled out of the market I've been pulled out of the market I am a restaurant worker I am a restaurant worker I've been pulled out of the market I've been pulled out of the market I am a factory I am a factory I've been pulled out of the market 
Welcome to E-Town. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Are you in Minneapolis now? I am, yes. You're in your in your hometown. It's very cold. It's very cold, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. You've been in this country for eight years now, something like almost eight years? Yeah, almost, yeah. And, uh, you know, you moved all the way from Kenya to Minneapolis at a pretty interesting time with pandemic, um, George Floyd in your hometown, Black Lives Matter, people disputing the results of a presidential election, storming the nation's capital. Yeah. Not what you expected. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, in some fashion, it sort of reminds me of home. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it, we're sort of known for disputing elections uh, in my country. So I suppose there's a memory, a flashback to times back home, to, the, to what I was escaping from in a way. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your your life in Kenya before you moved here to this country. Um, can you paint a picture for me of what uh, a day in your life was like when you were a teenager? Yeah, a typical day would probably me be me uh, waking up early in the morning, um, getting ready, taking transportation to go to school, and then instead of going to school, taking a detour to go to a, an internet cafe. And listening to, you know, like dealing records all day and then coming back in the evening and be like, yeah, that was a, had a great day at school today. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did that a lot. Um, I hope my mother's not listening because I'll get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> well, um, in your family, did you speak Swahili? What language did you speak? Yeah, Swahili. Yeah. For the most part. And, uh, 
my sort of traditional mother tongue, which is called Kisi. So you probably were learning English on your own, or did you study it in school a little bit too? School helped a lot. Um, music helped a lot. Uh, films helped a lot. Yeah, it was. Um, I was very fascinated by by language and, and English in particular. And um, I would listen to songs and, and pause. And you know, I remember being young and trying to figure out what Kurt Cobain was saying, or you know, what Tom York was saying. Yeah, which was just impossible. I had the hardest time trying to figure out what Tom York was saying. Yeah, <laughs> and in in the songs and uh, by started singing really after hearing this song by Jeff Buckley called Forget Her. I feel like, you know, taught me how to sing in a way and I would lock myself in my bedroom and try to imitate it. Yeah. Was there a Bob Dylan record that you sort of dove into first? Well, I I first listened to uh, Free Willin'. I hadn't heard anything that sounded quite like that. You know, it was very stripped down, sort of like sermons geist as a puzzle. And I was very fond of writing at the time. You know, I, I loved writing stories and poems. It's sort of what I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And then when I, when I heard Dylan, I thought, well, this is interesting. These are just tales that are being sung. Right. And I thought, well, perhaps I could just sing all the poems I write and maybe I could have some kind of career. So in a way, it sort of gave me a, a kind of a vision of a, a life that I could possibly live. And I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for discovering that music. Well, let me, let me also remind our listeners that that record included songs like Blowing in the Wind, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, Masters of yeah. War, Girl from the North yeah. Country, Don't Think Twice. I mean, there's some, uh-huh. it's an amazing collection. Um, for, yeah, it is. For, yeah. Uh, Imagine listening to that for the first time. And, I, I, know, and, I know very well what it was like to listen to that for the first time because I remember oh, when it yeah. came out. <laughs> oh, wow. How was that? Yeah. I mean, I was probably only eight or nine years old or something. Mm. Uh, and I didn't really understand the songs, but it was the songs. What was so amazing is that they sounded like they'd been around forever, but they were all brand new, you know, and they were, yeah. they were timely. They were relevant to the times we were going through. Yeah. And speaking of relevant and timely, um, why don't we listen to a song from your record? This one is about a landlord being asked by a tenant to give him a little bit of a break because it's this crazy, crazy time. Um, and to my ear, uh, Andara, this sounds a little bit like a Bob Dylan song. I don't know if you think so, but uh, let's listen to Andara doing a song from his new record. This song is called Mr. Landlord. Hey, hey, Mr. Landlord, hey, hey, Mr. Landlord, hey, hey, Mr. Landlord, hey, hey, Mr. Landlord, if I bake you a cake, will it help you forget that I haven't paid my rent? If I fix you a meal, Will it ease how you feel about my delinquent bill? Hey, hey, Mr. Landlord. Hey, hey, Mr. Landlord. Hey, hey, Mr. 
gave you a third Will you be unperturbed That I haven't kept my word If I gave you a half If I gave you a love Will you comprehend The times they are tough I sing you a tune on the screen, on the zoom. Will you give me at least until June? Well, I'm good with my hands. I can till your lungs. Oh, I've gone all the way to heed your demands. You can give me a task. A face mask Oh, I've got no other means For the next few months It was difficult to listen to that song in a way, even though it was sung in a friendly manner, you know? Yeah. I was talking to some folks back home in Kenya who were having trouble just making rent because of all this um, on the verge of being thrown out of their houses. And, you know, sort of just got me in a pretty emotional place and ended up writing this song. Well, it's, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey. Did you have family here? I mean, I had some relatives scattered around the States in different places, but I, I chose Minnesota because of Dylan. Yeah, it was just a, a sort of romantic um, decision. Right. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't really know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just Googled, where is Bob Dylan from? It said Minnesota. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go there. <laughs> How was the process of getting a green card and, you know, immigrating? Did that, was that hard to do? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's extremely difficult to move here. Um, the green card is it's a lottery. It's just chance. You just yeah. put your cards in there, and you're like, uh, and you go on with your life. And because millions of people apply, there's no there's no reason to think that you're going to win. So yeah, we just applied, and were very pleasantly surprised to get an email. <laughs> That, that mine had gone through. And was it just for you or was it for your family? No, it was just for me. Just for you? Yeah, it applied for everyone, but only mine came through. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, um, I think it's an incredible story. So much of your dream um, came to pass. You started playing locally sh local shows and then your first record came out and then it was, it was expanded and released and then you're on tour with 
opening for Neil Young and the Lumineers or the Milk Carton Kids or, you know, you were out there touring, doing it, selling out shows and traveling. And then all of a sudden, um, here comes this pandemic. Here comes this shutdown. Yeah, quite suddenly too. Um, I was riding some kind of wave of sort, you know, once the, the record came out. Because I was on tour with the Lumineers when, when the lockdown happened and the, the tour was cut short. Uh, and I went back home to Minneapolis and spent a couple of weeks, you know, pretty dark, depressive state in a bit of a rut, essentially. I, one morning I just woke up and I started writing songs, which ended up being uh, my second record, the, the Isolation album. Well, it was remarkable because really, I think it was the first record that was sort of conceived, created, recorded and released during the pandemic that was about the pandemic. You know, it was about this isolation. It was about these experiences that people had. You know, we listened to your song earlier, Pulled Out of the Market, and it obviously deals with the fact that that millions of people are deemed non-essential workers. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'm certainly not an essential worker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was was certainly pulled out of the market and... um, and, you know, and a lot of people as well around the country, unemployment being apparently worse than it's ever been since the Depression or something. It's a yeah. quite dire times. Um, and then, uh, oh, Six Feet Away, Love You From Six Feet Away. Right, yeah. That was actually inspired by uh, someone that I knew who their partner worked at the hospital and she was just afraid to come back home to see her, her lover because, you know, she was spending all, all her days treating people who had uh, COVID. And and at the end of the day, all, all she really needs is a hug from her partner. Well, let's listen to that song now. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Andara, and we're going to hear a song from his record. The record is called Folk and Roll, Volume 1. Here's a song from Six Feet Away.
That's Andara from Nairobi, Kenya, now living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. His most recent record is called Folk and Roll, Volume 1, Tales of Isolation. And it was all recorded at his home in Minneapolis. He was doing everything, vocals, guitar, harmonica. And we'll be back with more music and more conversation with Andara later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. You're listening to E-Town. We've got more music and conversation coming up from Ondara in a little while. Uh, Right now, I'm going to tell you about Gary Nicholson. 
He has written so many songs for so many people that we won't have time to go over it all now. I'll just mention that some of the artists who've recorded his songs are Willie Nelson, Fleetwood Mac, Waylon Jennings, Ringo Starr, B.B. King, Garth Brooks, Delbert McClinton, Bonnie Raitt, and many, many more. I think his songs have been recorded maybe 600 times. Um, he's also a fine singer and a guitar player who puts out his own records. And one of his records that came out recently is called The Great Divide. It's asking, of course, why in this country at this time, The Great Divide. There are so many songs on this record that I find comforting in their kind of elegant plea for understanding and hope that we'll all get along. So uh, we'll visit with Gary in a little bit. Right now, we're going to start with one of his songs called Soft Spot, about being nice, about being kind, about helping each other. Here it is, Gary Nicholson. My daddy pulling off the road Where people broke down And he didn't even know He'd get them going again Wouldn't let him give him a dime He had a soft spot For people on hard times And mama saw the neighbor kids Down the street With holes in the clothes And nothing to eat She said I'm gonna feed them Just like the one of mine had a soft spot for people on hard times. Oh, cause I've been down and I've been down, know all about living hand to mouth. Could be me by the side of the road with that cardboard sign. I got a soft spot for people on hard times. Gary Nicholson, welcome to E-Town. I'm so glad to be here, or there, or wherever I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Soft Spot is just one of those songs that's just common sense, goodness, kindness, be nice to each other. And it's embarrassing how important a message that is these days. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> I know, it's... it's um, Inspired by my dad just stopping to help somebody change a flat on the side of the road 
when I was a kid and my grandmother complaining, well, you know, somebody else could have pulled over and helped you. you know, it's like, <laughs> but, um, so you have been kind of a songwriter, songwriter for a long, long time. But you grew up in Texas. You must have started writing songs back then, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't really write a lot of songs. until I moved to Hollywood when I was 20 years old. I was in school at North Texas State. And uh, I got out there and started writing some songs because we put together a little bluegrass trio with an upright bass and a banjo and, and my fake bluegrass guitar playing. And we did songs that, that I wrote. And that was the novelty of it, you know. Were any of them good songs? Well, the, the, there was one that, it was the first cut I ever had was by Doug Dillard, and it was called 90 Miles. And, and I mean, I thought the songs were good and enough, and, and we sang three-part harmony, and it was like different than other bluegrass bands because we had original songs. And, yeah. and our band, we, we were called the White Horse Brothers uh, for whatever reason, I still yeah. don't know. And, and then we changed the name to Uncle Jim's Music, and we made a couple of records that was kind of folky, bluegrassy, country rock after the burritos and before the Eagles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we're going to talk about your recent record, The Great Divide. Mm -hmm. This is a more political record and a bit of a departure for you, but tell me how you came to these songs and this combination of songs. You know, this bag of songs just kind of... Uh, happened to me. I, I didn't set out to say, oh my God, I need to write a political record. What can it be? What am I going to do? Uh, I, I wrote the Great Divide song because my brother-in-law is a real hardcore Rush Limbaugh loving Trumpster kind of a fella. And I love him to death. I'm an only child. He's the only brother. I, Barbara and I have been married almost 48 years. And so... Um, He's my dear brother-in-law, but but we're so completely opposite politically. And I would sing this little chant around the house. My brother-in-law loves Rush Limbaugh. He believes the insanity of Hannity and O'Reilly. You know, <laughs> just a goofy thing. And then it turned into an actual song. And so um, I just thought, well, I got to do this. And uh, Yeah. Well, let's listen. Let's listen right now. The title track. Gary Nicholson, here's a song, The Great Divide. Jimmy got his job back down at the coal mine. Billy lost his job at the EPA. Mama had to go to emergency. Now she's counting on Medicaid Mary says she just can't have the baby Toughest choice she ever had to make But the daddy had to go Back to Mexico And crossing's getting harder every day We're all in this together so I have to ask why If we're all in this together Why? Why? 
great divide Bobby's brother-in-law Loves Rush Limbaugh Says all the rest is just fake news He carries his gun To Sunday school He's looking out for me and you We give thanks at Thanksgiving For the freedom he fought to defend But he still fights his demons every day In a war that never ends We're all in this I'm not afraid of where you come from Not gonna judge the way you pray I only wish we could close our eyes and know we're the same We're all in this together I hate to have to ask why If we're all in this together Why? 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 In case you've just joined us, you're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'm here with Gary Nicholson. Let's talk about the song, The Great Divide, because that is the, that is the moment we find ourselves in right now. Right. The animosity and the distrust it's just a one side or the other and it's puzzling yeah it's it's baffling i mean i i can't accept it i mean i've got friends who they split up with their girlfriend because their girlfriend was a, a trumpster i mean when you're willing to give up the good loving <laughs> <laughs> to, to vote the other way i mean I don't know, it's just, um, I, it's so sad. I, I have a couple of friends, you know, musician buddies that I know there's no way I'm going to change their mind, but I keep going back and forth with them, and it's so completely illogical. And Yeah. But, but even talking to you about this, it's like I'm thinking, well, so Nick's got some listeners that are going to be tuned in, and, they're gonna, and I'm just going to be another guy that's clickbait to the left. You know, it's like, that's why I tried to make the Great Divide record as nonpartisan as I possibly could with a song called God Help America, and the video has images of uh, fields and people, you know, be, doing ordinary American things, and it's meant to be 
as straight down the middle as it could be by saying, God help America. And maybe conservatives would say, yeah, well, yeah, we do need some help, you know. Yeah. Well, and as you say, you, uh, you're inviting people in from both sides. We're going to listen to God Help America right now. Cool. God help America Land that I love so divided, undecided, so in need of help from above, from the city to the borders, to the ocean, dark with foam. God help America, my sweet troubled home.
Man, Ruthie did a great job. She's awesome. Yeah. That song, God Help America, is an invitation, just as the Great Divide is an invitation. It's like, we've got so much in common, we've got so much to work on. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, uh, <laughs> it seems so simple, doesn't it? Well, you make it sound uh, simple. When, you, when you're writing songs and singing songs about kindness, about open-mindedness, about uh, willingness to look at the bigger issues, and uh, ultimately you're, you're talking about patriotism. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And so, that's, that's, that's exactly what, that's all it is. I want to fast forward now. The, the, I read in your bio something like your songs and your songwriting have been associated with something like 600 recordings and a lot of really famous people have cut your songs. Yeah. Um, how many of those in your mind, when you kind of look back over your career, do you think of as standouts? When you say, boy, if I never did one other thing, that thing was amazing. Well, I was particularly pleased and excited when Patty Loveless cut The Trouble With The Truth because I felt it was one of the best songs I'd ever written, and it was not a music row, please let me on the radio kind of a song. It was a philosophy kind of a song. And right. So, somebody asked me in one of these interviews if I was in a room with Bob Dylan, and, and he said, okay, son, play me one song. What would it be? And that would be the song. Yeah, you know, The Trouble With The Truth. Still, even though it's been, you know, 20-something years since that was a record, but... Well, let's listen. Let's listen to Patty Loveless's version of your song, The Trouble With The Truth. Trouble with the truth 
It's a great song. Thank you. Well, there's more songs on your record, The Great Divide, that are deserving of our attention. Cool. 19, you you know, is a soldier song. Um, really poignant, good turn of phrase. Tearjerker, really sad song. Um, but you have the skills, and I imagine you're still at it. I imagine you're still writing. You got a new, a new bunch of songs? Well, you know, um, in this new bag of songs... There's a song called Make Good Trouble that's a tribute to uh, John Lewis and an, another song called Hate is Too Heavy, A Burden to Bear uh, based on a quote from Martin Luther King. And it's more that stuff about trying to just say, hey, let's try to come together, but it's it's really hard. Yeah. Well, Gary Nicholson, let me just invite our listeners to explore your catalog and your work and particularly this album, The Great Divide. It's something I turn to and listen to uh, these days just to change my attitude. That's so sweet. I really appreciate your craftsmanship and your skills in making this stuff happen and also your thoughtfulness and your philosophy because, again, this isn't a black and white issue. It isn't really even a them and us. It's just a sort of a misfortune of our current moment with technology and politics. Yeah, a misfortune. It, it is a, a great misfortune. And who's to know how we're going to heal up on the other side of it? Well, I think your songs are going to help. All right, Gary Nicholson, good to be with you, man. Good to, uh, yeah. good to hear songs of yours and good to connect with you. Thanks so much. That's Gary Nicholson from Nashville, Tennessee. We've been featuring his album called The Great Divide. Thank you, Gary. We'll be back with more after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WTCZ in Minneapolis, St. Paul, on WKMS in Murray, Kentucky, 
And on KPRG, Mangelau, Guam. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, um, you can find so much at etown.org. Okay, we have heard from two people who are capturing in different ways the ethos and feeling of our current moment. I love the fact that it's artists who can help us see the pathway forward and that these two from such different backgrounds and generations can help us see how we can redefine uh, love of country and love of community to be a little more inclusive, a little kinder, and a little more musical. Uh, we are back with Undara from his home in Minneapolis. Undara in Minneapolis, do you have a little pod of friends or family that you can spend time with? Yeah, yeah, I do have uh, some friends that uh, I've been actually uh, recording with. You know, just we spend most of the time in the studio working on, on songs. Are you supporting any of your family back in Kenya? Are you sending money back to Kenya at all still? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I definitely support family and, and friends back home whenever I can. Yeah. It's a, you know, part of why I'm, I came here as well is to be able to support people from back home. Yeah. And I understand in Kenya, I mean, COVID is certainly there, but I think I saw that the total deaths in Kenya from COVID um, so far are less than what we experience here in this country in a single day. Wow. So... It's there, it's serious, but it hasn't been nearly as devastating as it is here in this country. Well, yeah, I wonder if it's been as devastating anywhere in the world as it has been in America. It's been particularly devastating in America. Yeah. Not sure why. I think a combination of the times and, um, you know, mismanagement by, by the government. And the country was already in a pretty tumultuous time already. So there was this distrust of authority already. There was, uh, seeding in the seams of the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you describe this moment in America to your friends back home these days? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I call it the unraveling of empire. The unraveling of empire. You know, it's uh, America is empire. It, it has been empire for the longest time. And, you know, empire for the most part is, is just a, it's a PR game. You market yourself as empire and you maintain that position and as the empire begins to unravel, you know, everyone can see that the empire doesn't appear to be empire anymore, Right. you know? And so that's what I tell them. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, as empires unravel and the world deals with various crises, it's still life and we still have relationships. So you wrote a song called Lockdown on Date Night Tuesday. Tell me about that song. Right. Yeah. Um, I was trying to imagine having a date with your 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 partner, you know, in your house. Essentially, since everything is locked down and uh, you can go out to to restaurants or bars, and and so I had this thought of uh, a couple getting really dressed up and looking really fancy and like they're going on a date and, and meeting on their dining table and having a very romantic dinner in their house. Is it something you experienced or is it something you imagined? It's definitely something I imagined, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's listen. Lockdown on Date Night Tuesday from Ondara.
Honey, the restaurant's closed And all the buzz around I haven't seen you in your clothes For a little bit of time Every Tuesday we went to Chinatown Before it was all closed down I'm gonna put my gray suit on If you will put your red dress on I'm gonna meet you at the dining table I'm gonna meet you at the dining table Honey, the president said We gonna be here for a while Your parents out in the bay They're still in denial Don't know how long it will be But until then you're still mine I'm gonna put my gray suit on If you will put your red dress on I'm gonna meet you at the dining table I'm gonna meet you at the dining table
All right, well, Andara, thanks so much for being with us here on E-Town. Thank you so much. And hopefully someday we'll be able to do this in person and maybe even play some music together when that happens. Yes, I'd love that. Thank you. Thanks to our guest this week, Andara, from his home in Minneapolis. Thanks to Gary Nicholson from his home in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks to Helen Forster and Todd Ayers and the rest of our production crew. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. This is a production of E-Town. There you have it. That's two singer-songwriters writing about America, Gary Nicholson and Andara. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.